Hello and welcome back to Pardon the Board Games. I'm your host, Rob Snow, and tonight we're going to be talking through my top 10 games I'm excited for at Gen Con 2017. Now, real quick, some house cleaning. Earlier today, I talked about my supply run, but that won't be in the episode of this podcast, but you can go back and listen to my Anchor FM station if you want to hear some of my ramblings. And later this week, I'm going to be playing a bunch of games, and we'll have a bunch of that banter up on our Anchor FM station but none of that is going to get cut into an episode so uh, we won't be including any of the banter in future episodes also I've been talking to the friends that I've referred to multiple times on this show and they do exist and I've actually got a bunch of them on board for some episodes later in the week let's say later in the month Uh, definitely by the end of the month we'll have them in on some shows so hopefully this is the last time that you've got just Rob talking at you with some games But I'm super excited for these 10 games. Uh, We'll go through all 10 of them, starting with number 10 and going to my most excited at number 1. And then I'll talk about some of the ones that either didn't make the list for some different reasons, and some of the stuff that I want to see that isn't necessarily a game at the show, but I'm excited to be a part of. Anyways, let's take it away with number 10. All right, so number 10 today on my list of top 10 games I'm excited for at Gen Con 2017 is a game called Stop Thief. This game comes from Restoration Games, a cool company that takes games from the 60s and 70s, maybe even the 80s, and restores them for modern day mechanics and technology and just brings them up to the quality of game that people are used to today. This one is being redone by Rob Daviau. And it focuses around a board that has a bunch of different places that a thief is stealing things from. And uh, it's not quite a grid, but there's different spots on the board where you're moving your investigator to. And each turn, there's going to be another clue as to how the thief moved. And so it might be a breaking window sound, or it might be a, a door opening, or footsteps... And then you'll move your character to that place and either make an accusation or decide that you're not where the thief is. Um, And then whoever finds the thief gets a bunch of money. And I I think there might be a couple rounds of trying to find the thief. So that that game is Stop Thief by Restoration Games. This is going to be one of the games that's near the end of my dad and I's hopscotch the very first day that we do Gen Con, he and I have a route planned out to try and grab a bunch of these different games that are either coming out that very first day of Gen Con or games that are not available in the U.S. right now. Maybe they've only been available overseas or games that are out of stock online right now. And so this is one of the games that's Stop Thief by Rab Davio. Again, it's not the very first game. It's number 10 on my list. So Not the very first game that I'm going after, but it's a game that I'm definitely going to try to pick up while I'm at the con uh, this August. All right, number nine on my list today is a crossover between two games that I was not interested in either of the core games that are being crossed over, but together it looks super fun. This is Flick 'em Up slash Dead of Winter, or just flick them up Dead of Winter. Maybe it's just all said together like that. 
But uh, Flick 'em Up is this dexterity game where you're flicking bullets at other people's cowboys on a table. Dead of Winter is a co-op survival game where there might be a traitor or there might not. Not that they're bad games, just not ones that I've been interested in. Kind of like too light and too samey to other games that I have by themselves. But together they look really fun. It kind of becomes this cooperative time against the zombies. There's a zombie tower involved, which looks super unique and fun. Uh, so flick them up. Dead of Winter from Pretzel Games. Uh, it's kind of on that first day, that hallway that my dad and I are going to try to navigate through. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I don't know if there's any like promo stuff or expansions or things like that that I can pick up that day. I know there are a ton of expansions to flick them up. I know that Dead of Winter has just started getting some expansions. So this, I think, is going to be a fun like co-op dexterity game. And I don't know that there really are that many of those. So... I'm excited for that. My number nine, Flick 'em Up, Dead of Winter by Pretzel Games. All right, that takes us to number eight, which is the Starfinder RPG by Paizo Publishing. Now, really quickly, I know this isn't a board game, but Paizo is a huge part of Gen Con. They've got a ginormous booth, um, and the Starfinder RPG is based off of the Pathfinder RPG, except it's set in space. And space is a big part of gaming these days. I mean, you look at some of the games that have come out in the last couple of years, and space is definitely on the rise. You look at things like Terraforming Mars, uh, First Martians is coming out, Alien Artifacts is coming out, you had Zaya come out a couple of years ago. Um, like, space is definitely still a theme that people utilize and love and so i've got a gaming group i'm already planning an online game for starfinder i'm planning a game at home for starfinder um so i'm very excited about the starfinder rpg coming out um so i'm very very excited about starfinder uh and again not a board game but still, I mean, Gen Con's all about games, and Starfinder is going to lead to what I think is a lot of fun gaming nights. And, of course, there will be dice getting chucked. Uh, and so I'm excited for that game. Um, I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to pre-order that to my house or whether I'm going to, like, order it there at the... or try to get it at the convention. But the good news is, is that if I don't get it at the convention, I can order it to my house. So... Number eight, the Starfinder RPG from Paizo Publishing. All right, number seven on my list of Gen Con games I'm excited for is Shark Island. This game's being produced by Upper Deck. It's designed by Richard Lanius and Pete Shirey. I'm excited for this game because I think I, this is basically Jaws the board game. And one player plays the shark, and everybody else plays these fishermen going out to get him. But they have names. It's like they didn't even try. In the movie Jaws, the guy's name, the scientist is named Hooper. In this, the guy's name is Hopper. Like, it's basically, it's like, it's so close. And that's fine. And the shark has these different, like, victory conditions that the players don't know which one he's going for. And then he's hiding and he's attacking different areas. The, play, the other players are hunting in different areas. It's a one versus many slash semi-co-op because the players are all hunting the shark and they don't want the shark to win. But whoever kills the shark 
uh, is really like the real winner, you know? And so I'm super excited to play this game. I'm actually signed up to play Shark Island to get this game to like have a teaching game of Shark Island played for my dad and I. Um, Upper Deck as a publisher, I'm not sure why they didn't just go out and get the Jaws license. They've got tons of money in the bank. They got the Marvel license for their legendary games. They've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They've got Alien. So they've gone out and gotten license, a big name license. And you would think that with Upper Deck behind it, they would go and get the Jaws license. Now, maybe they feel like Jaws won't sell as well as just general Shark Island. You know, there's been some other movies like you know, Sharknado and stuff like that. And so maybe they feel like Shark Island will actually have a better target than Jaws movie. But anyways, my dad loves the movie Jaws. I think he and I are going to love playing Shark Island together. I'm super excited for it. My number seven, Shark Island by Upper Deck. All right, number six for Gen Con games I'm excited for is Five Minute Dungeon. This game designed by Connor Reed. What I love about it is it's another cooperative game. It's a speed game. It's lots of speed, really fast game where the there are monsters out there, bosses out there, and the players have to play the correct card combination to defeat them. And so you're just like throwing cards on the pile. Now, growing up, I hated speed games. My wife always beat me at speed and California speed. I never liked... Uh, you know, ERS or uh, like Slapjack or anything like that. Any game where it was just about speed, I didn't like. Um, but I'm starting to see where these dexterity games and speed games are kind of coming around. And what I'm enjoying is that they finally seem to have some theme to them. It's not just about slapping things. It's, hey, we're defeating this boss in this castle or this evil monster. And so I like that. And there's some strategy. I really like the co-op part of five minute dungeon that's gonna come up on another game on my list now five minute dungeon i'm a little interested by it's one of the games that i'm trying to get that very first day um but i i was tempted not to because here's the thing i've heard that it's going to be published by target or not published by target but target has some kind of exclusivity deal with it after it comes to retail which should mean that it's really easy to get games that target picks up it's like you know, they, once they order them, they've got them. And so I'm sure there's a print run coming of 5-Minute Dungeon. So I'm not going to wait around a ton at the booth where it's being sold. Um, you know, if it's if it's just a really quick thing, then I'm going to... If then I'm gonna get it, but if it looks like oh there's like this huge long line, I'm gonna keep booking it to some of the games that are higher on my list uh, to go and get those. Five Minute Dungeon looks really fun. It's a cooperative speed game where you're throwing cards from your hand to try and beat these monsters. Um, even the it was kickstarted. I don't think they're selling the Kickstarter version at Gen Con. If they are, maybe I'll stand in line a little bit longer for that one than I would the other one. Um, but right now I'm thinking I don't want to stand in line for this game. If I can just pick it up and go, great. If it's a long line, I'm not going to wait in line for this. But I love that it's a co-op game. And I think it's a game, uh, watching people play it online and stuff, it looks like a game that I could teach anyone. Like, anyone six or over. Like, if they know their colors and have a basic understanding of turn order, like, that's pretty much all it seems like you really need to beat this game. So, uh, I'm excited for 5-Minute Dungeon by Connor Reed. That's my number six. All right, number five on my list of Gen Con games I'm excited for, 
Baron Park by Clemens Franz. Uh, now, why they didn't... Tra- in Germany, in German, I think Baron Park means Bear Park. Why they didn't bother to translate the title of this game to Bear Park here in America, I don't know. But I'm excited for Baron Park, and I'm going to give some caveats. Baron Park has been out. It is not releasing a Gen Con. However, it is not readily available online. I went to Fantasy Flight Game Supply Store today to get that. It was not there. So, not in my friendly local gaming store. It's not uh, It's not available online basically anywhere. There's some marked up copies on eBay, but I'm not trying to pay $50 for a $35 game. Um, it's being produced by Mayfair here in the U.S. And so I'm excited about this game. I'm going to try to get it. It's going to be one of those things I'm going after on Thursday, trying to get first thing. I'm hoping that it's... It's a little bit later on my list because I'm hoping that it's not as popular, not as, oh my gosh, we have to get it today, as some of the other games. Um, And so, Baron Park, I'm excited for this game. It's a tile-laying game. And here's the thing. When I really think about Baron Park, I know that there's other tile-laying fill-in-the-map games. Patchwork is one of them. It's about quilting. My mom loves it. Uh, Cottage Garden came out. It's kind of a reprinting, reworking of Patchwork for a two-player game. It's about gardening. Karuba is about finding gems and finding treasures. It's a little more up my alley. But a bear park? Building a bear park for polar bears and grizzly bears and Kodiak bears and stuff? That's just... That's so cool. Like, And there's, there's no other... Building a, building a bear park. That's sick. I, I mean, I think that my brother James would disown me if I chose a game about gardening over a game about bears. So for all you board game designers out there thinking about gardens or trees or plants, think about the other cool parts of nature like bears. If this was called Rhinoceros Park, it might be even cooler. I don't know. That'd be a to- that'd be a toss up, Bear Park versus Rhinoceros Park, toss up. Bear Park versus Quilting Game, easily going for the Bear Game. So, Baron Park by Clemens Franz. That's my number five game that I'm excited for for Gen Con. All right, here we go. We're getting into the the ones I'm most excited about. My number four is by Brain Games. Now, these are the guys who just released Ice Cool uh, last year. And Ice Cool won the uh, Kinderspiel des Jahres, which is basically the highest board game award that you can get for a kid's game. Um, And so Brain Games, they're releasing, I think, three different games at Gen Con. I'm excited about all of them. Uh, I'll talk about the first two briefly, but the third one is my actual, the one that's going on my list. Woohoo is a game with slides, and it's basically a roll and move game. There's a cool elephant slide that the kids, that the players, like, slide down. Um, I can't even tell if it's a game as much as it's just a toy, like, but my two-year-old will probably love it. So I'm probably going to pick up Woohoo. Second is a game called King Frog, which looks really cool. It's a hand management game. It's a player elimination game. It's uh, it's a simultaneous action game. So it looks cool. I'm excited for it. I think, yeah, like, let's 
do that. Like, I'm, I'm interested in that. I think I want to play that. Um, but it's also something where I go, like, this is probably not a game that I'm going to be playing in, in 10 years. And it's probably a game where if my kid, like, didn't think it was awesome, I won't play it. In fact, I'm going to be doing a bunch of Gen Con on Saturday morning when the other adults are playing games. I've got the kids Saturday morning. We may go and look at King Frog, and if she's like, yeah, Dad, I totally want that. Get me the Froggy game. We might get it. Otherwise, I'll probably take a pass on King Frog. But the game from Brain Games that I'm really excited about that is my number four is a game called Reef Root. Uh, this was released in France or Germany, somewhere, somewhere where the spelling for root is different a couple years ago, and it's coming to the U.S. It is basically, it's it's a cool, like, you play as a bunch of fish, each player has a couple fish in their color, and you're trying to get across this section of ocean without getting eaten by the predator fish, and there's different size predator fish, and on your turn you roll a die, and that die lets you either move your fish or an opponent's fish or the predator fish. You can move your fish in every way possible, but you can only move the your opponent's fish straight across. So you're trying to avoid the predator fish. It's basically sharks and minnows, a board game. It looks super fun. I'm gonna play this with adults. Like it looks, like I don't wanna play this against kids because I don't think they'll play strategic enough. I feel like I'll just beat them every time. Like it doesn't look that, it looks like there's gotta be, there's deep strategy but it looks like, man, like I can't just tell my kid what to do because I'll either let them win or I'll destroy them. And I don't know. I, I don't want my kid to have daddy issues over Reef Root. Um, so I'll play that with adults. But Reef Root by Brain Games is designed by Arpad Fritch? Fritches? I'm not exactly out of shirt say that. But uh, Brain Games Reef Root really looks exciting to me. I'm super excited to play it. It's kind of my, the last of my, like, really excited to grab this game games, like, before I start slipping into the, uh, like, the ones where it's like, eh, like, I can order that later if I need to. Um, so I'm definitely trying to get that one on, on Thursday, Refruit. Uh, I'm excited for that game. All right, here we go. We're getting into the into the best games or the games I'm most excited for. Coming in at number three is a game designed by Casper Lapp uh, and being produced by a different company in every country it's being released in. And uh, why would a game be released in a bunch of different countries? Well, because it was nominated for Spiel des Jahres this year, and that is Magic Maze. Uh, this is a cooperative game where you are playing against a clock. A bunch of creatures are trying to get out of... A mall that they have stolen a bunch of stuff from, mythical creatures like a dwarf and a wizard and an elf. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but each player doesn't play a character. Instead, each player plays a direction that they can move. So I can only move each character down, and the person next to me can only move them up, and somebody else can only move them left, and somebody else can only move them right. So we're each focusing on the different characters, trying to get them to their different respective ex exits. Um, and trying to get them out before they are captured by security. Um, and then there's some even deeper things, but again, it's a timed game, but it's a moving game. So it's you're moving these pieces around the map uh, throughout the levels. I'm super excited for this game. This game looks like the ultimate taking people from party game kind of into 
cooperative strategy games. Um, there's a lot of fun party games out there that are timed or that are dexterity based. And this one isn't quite dexterity based, but it's definitely a time game. And it seems like a really fun, like wild game. Um, so I'm, ex I'm really excited for Magic Maze by Casper Lap. It's my number three. It's also the first game I'm going after at Gen Con. And the reason for that is it's going to be in super limited quantities. Now, I know that this game is going to get picked up in the United States, and right now, I could pay a lot of money and get it imported from Europe. That's not what I'd like to do. I'd love to just get a copy of it at Gen Con. I'm super excited about Magic Maze. Uh, limited quantities there. It's a first stop for my dad and I on that Thursday morning. One of us is going to either get in line or start purchasing that while the next one runs to the next booth to get the next game. So I'm super excited. Magic Maze by Casper Lap. All right, number two on my list of games that I'm excited for at Gen Con. I cheated. I'm a bad person. I cheated. I put two games in the spot, but they're basically the same game only with different themes and one of them has an app and one of them's a lot older but they're both probably going to be super hard to find so from portal games first martians and robinson crusoe and let me let me explain why i'm picking these two games both by ignasi uh first martians brand new getting released at gen con i pre-ordered it thank you portal games for having something that's that I could pre-order for Gen Con. More companies should do this. There's 80,000 people descending on the city and people are going to show up and they're going to have 2,000 copies of their game. Let people pre-order your games. First Martian's going to be a huge game. Got it pre-ordered. Sweet. Thank you. Excellent. Way to go. Portal Games at Ignasi for whatever you had to do with that. Um, so First Martians, I'm very excited about. It's the newest game. It's got scenarios. It's a story-based game. Uh, this is a game that makes it's like one step away from an RPG. You play these four astronauts who have landed on Mars. They are working to survive and to start building a colony there. I I love this theme. I love it so much. And the quality of stuff looks good. The maps look good. The scenarios look good. I've watched the Watch It Played video. I don't care if the rule book's no good. My concern is the app. I'm always a little bit worried about games with an app. Usually they're all right. Sometimes they're terrible. But let's. I'm hoping that First Martians is just a great game that just blows my socks off and is a game that other people want to play. That we play that first scenario and they're like, let's try it again. Let's play another one. It's a cooperative game, a survival game. doesn't involve zombies, and I love that. Very excited for First Martians. Even more excited for Robinson Crusoe. I haven't found this game for less than $130 online. These scalpers are trying to sell it through things like eBay and even on like fake Amazon stores or third-party Amazon stores. Robinson Crusoe, similar to First Martians, it's a story-based game. Everybody's there on the island playing a different character. You get wounds. They're trying to survive the perils of the island uh, it's kind of a worker placement, but also a, almost like a civ building game. You're not building a civilization, but you're playing these characters, building different things, trying to solve scenarios. There's multiple scenarios in the box, um, trying to stay alive. I'm like I love the Robinson Crusoe theme 
so much more than First Martian's theme, but that's okay. I want both of these games. I want to play both of these games. I want to get my family to play both of these games. I want to play with my wife. I want to play with my friends. I'm hoping that I can find people who are just like, hey, like, let's play a story game, and I just want to play it. I want to play Robinson Crusoe, and I want to play First Martians. I just want to keep on playing them. I don't want to stop. Uh, I'm super excited for these games. Portal games, in my mind, doing Gen Con right by doing pre-orders for the games make so they can make sure that they fly enough over from port from poland i think they're i think they're from poland but yeah i'm super excited for everything portal games is doing uh we're gonna talk about one game that's not on this list but man i hope i get to see it there uh in just a minute after we finish our whole list here so robinson crusoe and first martians which are similar games both from portal games coming in at number two i'm so glad i don't have to rush to go and get these uh, but I'm very, very excited for them. My number two, Robinson Crusoe and First Martians. All right, here we go. Number one on my list of games that I'm excited for at Gen Con 2017. Well, it's one game that I already have a lot of versions of, but it is the DC deck building game Multiverse Box. Now there's two things about this box that are important to know. One, it's a box that holds every compilation of the DC deck building game that has come out in any way, shape, or form. All the mini expansions, all the full expansions. So that's, uh, you know, Heroes United, the core box, uh, villains, and then also the Teen Titans box, plus all, I think there's seven other mini expansions that all fit in there. Now that's great, but just an organizational tool, just an organizational box, uh, it would be hard for me to convince you, my listeners, that that was the game that I'm most excited for at Gen Con. But I will tell you this, the, the multiverse box doesn't come just with a great organizational tool. It actually comes with extra cards and extra rules for playing with all of the different versions of the DC deck building game at once. That is like the ultimate thing that I've always wanted. I don't have to shuffle 600 decks of cards in together. I don't have to try to decide, well, are we going to play with the Green Arrow heroes or the Watchmen heroes tonight? Uh, we can just have everything ready to go. So I'm very, very excited about that. Also related to DC deck building game, Birds of Prey on sale apparently at Gen Con. That's sweet. I definitely want to get that expansion. Birds of Prey, if you don't know, that's a kind of a, a Gotham City spinoff from Batman where Batgirl and uh, some of the other Huntress, some of the other characters uh, team up to take out bad guys in Gotham City. So Birds of Prey mini expansion not available to Octo until October. So, like, two months early if I get it at Gen Con, so I'm excited to get that. And then also I want to see their Confrontations box. Now, a couple of years ago, they released the Batman vs. Joker two-player core box. And it was basically uh, a, a quicker streamlined game where one play person played Batman, the other played Joker. And you got better and better heroes that were harder and harder for the other person to kill. I really enjoy that method of the game. This Confrontations box, it's got Wonder Woman and I think Ares. It's got uh, Flash and uh, I don't know if it's Reverse Flash or Zoom. A Superman and, um, and uh, oh, who is it? 
It's not Brainiac. I think it's Lex Luthor in the box. Anyways, it's got a bunch of these confrontation decks. If it plays like that Batman Joker deck did, then I'll be very, very happy when this when this comes out. Now, I think it may only be available for demo at Gen Con, but if it's available to buy, I will totally buy this game. Um, it will be one of one of the games that I'm going after. Now, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that I don't have to rush to this. Cryptozoic has a very big set of booths. They've been their big publisher. My hope is that these are not things that are like flying off the shelves and I can't get them. The downside is there could be some casuals at the conference who are like, hey, I don't know what any of this is, but I love Batman, so I'm going to take the multiverse box. And uh, I'll be disappointed if I don't come away with a multiverse box, but I also know that they're going to be in mass production after this conference. They're, I can pre-order them on Cool Stuff Inc. or wherever else online. Um, so I'm not super worried about that. Uh, those are my top 10 games in order going down the list. Number one is the Cryptozoic Multiverse Box. Number two is Robinson Crusoe and First Martians from Portal Games. Number three is Magic Maze by Casper Lapp. Number four is Reef Root by Brain Games. Number five is Baron Park by Clemis Franz, produced by Mayfair Games. Number six is Five Minute Dungeon by Connor Reed. Number seven is Shark Island by Upper Deck. Designed by Richard Lanius and Pete Shirey. Number eight is a Starfinder RPG from Paizo. Number nine is Flick 'em Up Dead of Winter by Pretzel Games. And number 10 is Stop Thief by Rob Davio and Restoration Games. Those have been my top 10 games. Stick around. We're going to talk about some of the ones that didn't make the list. And we've got a listener question that's coming up in just a minute. All right, here we go with some of the uh, also-rans or games that didn't quite make it, and there's some reasons for these. Uh, first off, some of the games that didn't make it because they've already come out or I'm not sure if they're going to be there or whatever. Uh, uh, I believe it's called uh, Corleone's Empire, Godfather, the board game from Simon. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I couldn't get tickets to play this game. It's a $75... Uh, area control game super excited by the theme it's getting really good reviews i want this game but i don't want to stand in line for three hours at the simon booth to get this game especially when it right now it's pretty much available anywhere online for what will probably be slightly cheaper than what they're charging at the conference uh similar to that also from simon and again just the lines of that booth are going to be crazy to demo different games and probably to buy these games gekido bot battles Looks like a super fun game. I actually really want to play this game. But again, I just don't want to stand in line for it. A um, couple of other games. Downforce and Pit Crew. These are two racing games that are coming out. And let me just announce to everybody how I feel about racing games. There's a great racing game. It's called Jamaica. We don't need any others. Stop trying to make more racing games. Jamaica is the best racing game there is. I don't need to buy any more racing games. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, other games that either might, these games might not be out yet. Um, Alien Artifacts. Now, this is a game by Portal Games. You know that I'm excited about some of the games that they have coming out, but I don't think it's going to be released at Gen Con. If they have copies of it there, I will definitely try to get one. But there haven't been any announcements that it's going to be there. There haven't been any pre-order announcements or anything like that. So if it's there, great, but I'm not counting any chickens there. The other game is Seventh Continent. Now, this game is a 
is an up-and-coming game. It was kickstarted. Um, now, the rumor is that there's going to be a bunch of expansions, or each day there will be a different expansion at the booth. Um, but no word yet on if the actual game will be for sale at the booth. And the rumor is that this will be coming back to Kickstarter in the fall, a reprint of it, kind of like Gloomhaven did earlier this year. So Seventh Continent, really excited to play that game. Don't want to necessarily play through a weird come every day, get every expansion, and maybe there will be a game the last day or something. Don't want to do that. Um, 51st State is a game that I am excited to play and would like to get, but it's not new and it's a game that's been around for a while. Uh, King of Tokyo promo game stuff I'd love to get. Um, any stuff there for King of Tokyo. I like King of Tokyo. Again, no like release dates announced or anything like that. There will probably be some kind of promo there. Another game, Founders of Gloomhaven, will be demoing there, but... Um, it's still on Kickstarter now, and it's not due to release until January. So I'm excited for Founders of Gloomhaven, but probably won't be for sale there. Uh, other games I'm excited for, Dark Souls, a board game. I already have that game, uh, but if there are some sculpts from the new expansions coming out, I will definitely try to take pictures of those. Uh, Mythic Battles Pantheon uh, from Mythic Games. I'm excited to see their games. I kickstarted Mythic Battles. Uh, so I'd love to see some of their miniatures, maybe get a demo. Didn't look like there were any demos for sign-up, so I'm just going to try to go to their booth and play. And then also the Batman miniatures game from Monolith. This is a new game that's coming out later this year, maybe next year. I'm not sure. These are the guys who did Conan, uh, the miniatures game for Conan that got really great reviews um, and was really well done. So I'm excited to see the game mechanics for the Batman game from them. Uh, I'll be on the lookout for any missing rum and bone stuff, Kickstarter exclusive stuff that I missed. And then, uh, you know, I'm always on the lookout for Carcassonne expansions that I don't have. And I might pick up some Ticket to Ride stuff uh, that's been harder to find online uh, recently. So there's some Ticket to Ride expansions that make sense. I might go after those. That's basically the other stuff that I'm looking for at Gen Con. I hope that you've enjoyed um, this list. Like I said, uh, we've got a question now from a listener. All right, here we go with a question from The Maven's Top 3. Hey, man, thanks for doing this podcast. I love board games. My family loves board games. We pack all our closets full of board games. Shoot, I've still got board games I need to open the plastic wrap on because we've been playing other board games. So my question to you is, do you have any games that you have not unwrapped and played yet and you're just itching to get them to the table? I know I've got a few. I've got to jump on Pandemic Legacy. I don't know why I haven't started. And I've collected, oh, what's that game? Time Stories. And I've got several of the expansions and haven't done that yet because I'm just waiting for the perfect groups to come together to start those, plus the commitment at all. Uh, well, here's the thing. So I only have one game that I've, like, never played, and that is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. It looks like a fun game. It's a co-op game. It got given to me as a gift. Um, and so I, I do want to play this game. It's not like a game where I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this. But I've got a lot of games. I don't have a 
like I need somebody who's like, oh, I really want to play that game or that seems interesting to me because it looks pretty complicated. There's a ton of components to it. And so I just haven't sat down and been like, yeah, I'm going to really sink my teeth into that. There's a bunch of games with expansions that I haven't played. DC deck building games, one of my favorite games. I know that there's heroes that I haven't played with because a lot of times I'm trying to teach that game to new people. And so I'm teaching the core game and I don't want to involve a ton of like weird extra rules. So there's definitely heroes that I haven't played with from the DC deck building game. I just got champions of Midgard. I have not played with those expansions yet, but I'm hoping to this week. Um, I have some games I haven't played in a long time. And uh, one of those is Axis and Allies 1942. And that's because uh, that game takes forever. And I'm still waiting for somebody who's like, Hey, Rob, you should play a five and a half hour game of, Axis and Allies, and that person hasn't come along yet, so uh, I'm still waiting for that person to come and want to play that game with me. I've also got Pathfinder the Adventure card game, and I guess that this could be a game that maybe fits in the shame category. It's a lot like your games, like you were talking about Pandemic Legacy, where it's like, that game really needs to be played over, like, you know, six or eight board game nights, and I've started the Pathfinder Adventure card game a couple different times, but I've never, like, finished the story uh so that's a that that should be a goal for me i should try to finish at least the skull and shackles should try to finish the story for uh that pathfinder adventure card game that's one that i'd like to do i've got uh load the board game and i have not played with probably any of the expansions for that yet so i'd like to play that game with all the expansions and with all the characters and stuff um, I think that that's pretty much it as far as games that I own but I haven't played yet or I haven't, like, touched in a really, really long time. Uh, but what a great question. Thanks for calling in. Uh, if you have a question, you can always call into the radio station, anybody who's out there listening. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I do try to, I do try to hold off on games that I know I'm not ready to play yet. Pandemic Legacy, I really want to play that game, but I just, I haven't picked it up because I don't have a game group yet that has said, hey, we should play lots more Pandemic. I do have the normal Pandemic and some of the expansions with it. We play it every now and then, but it's not something where it's like, oh, we're like crazy for Pandemic. So um, I'm kind of waiting until I know that I have some more people who want to play through that with me. And again, like even games like Risk Legacy, I want to play through that. Seafall, I was really excited about, but it seems like it's not nearly as good as Pandemic Legacy, so I'm not getting that until afterwards. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a bunch more games on the way, so I'm I'm hoping that I can keep up with the games that I've purchased. And I've kind of slowed down on backing Kickstarters simply because I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to keep up with them. And I'm trying really hard not to purchase any games that I don't think to myself, oh, I'll play that a lot of times. Um, but, yeah... Uh, I like the games that I have. My game collection somewhere around 55 games, which is not like overwhelming compared to some other people. It's probably a lot compared to the Monopoly and Ticket to Ride crowds, um, which isn't a slight against them. I own Star Wars Monopoly and Ticket to Ride. Uh, but yeah, I, I try to play my games as often as possible. Um, but yeah, I've got a shame shelf. I've got some games that need to get played uh, or need to get traded in. Anyways, thanks so much for calling in. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, I'll have a lot more about Gen Con as we get closer to it. I'm hoping to do some shows with my mom and dad while I'm there. 
And as always, keep gaming, friends. How do I hold down a job, hang out with my family, play a ton of board games, and record a regular podcast? Well, I do it with the help of Anchor FM. If you're a person on the go, there's no better recording software for you than Anchor FM. All you need is a smartphone, no extra equipment needed. Hope you guys are having a great day, and remember, keep gaming, friends.